Welcome to this week's episode of the Lads Pad Official. The lads hope you enjoy the show, and if you do, then make sure you subscribe. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 9 of the Lads Pad Official. I hope everyone's doing very well. Uh, we weren't sure if we were going to get around to doing the recording today because Josh just got back from his stag do, so it was all going to be depending on what state he was in when he got back. But I survived, guys. He, I survived. He, he's here. <laughs> Luckily, he's here um, and more prepared than I expected, uh, so we, we're doing well to start off with. Um, so, um, which, again, thank you for everybody for listening and tuning in to us. Um, we're enjoying what we're doing and we're hoping that everyone else is enjoying listening. Um, so thank you very much. Uh, today it is Josh's turn for topic. Um, so what have you got in store for us today? Um, I've got some funny stories, some embarrassing stories. Um, and yeah, I want to also thank everybody who's actually sent in their stories because I did have a good old chuckle while I was reading through them. And uh, I'm going to try and get through as many as I can today. Sorry if yours don't make the cut. Maybe we'll do another episode um, if this one goes down well. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to going through them. Are any of these personal to you or are they all the ones that have been sent in or you found? No, none, none are personal no. to me. None, no. none, none are from the stag do? None no. of them are no. from the stag do. <laughs> okay, that's a shame. <laughs> so you've got some news for us, then? Yeah, we've got some news. So, um, first of all, 13... Family members died after eating suspected toxic porridge, which um, was from a fermented substance left over from their homemade alcohol. Who was alcohol in their porridge? Well, it wasn't at the actual alcohol. It was part of the fermented stuff that they used to make the homemade alcohol. Oh, right. Okay, so I'm guessing it was like maybe if it was cider, it was like some fermented apples or something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Put it into their porridge. Yeah, but 13 members of the family died. Wow. And there's another six in hospital. Like, that's that's quite a bad way to go, isn't it? Yeah. Toxic. And she'd be in the one that's killed all your family off as well. Yeah, I wonder if if that person actually died or whether they're still alive. Yeah. So if they're still alive and they've killed 13 members of their family. They don't like apples. No, they don't like porridge either. Wow. Yeah, that was, yeah, very, very weird, that one. Um, a man was left outraged when he spent £34 on a curry because when he turned up to the curry house, it had closed down a week ago. So they were still accepting orders on, like, Just Eat Delivery, Uber Eats, whatever, getting people to pay for it. And then when I go and turn up to collect it, then it doesn't exist anymore. That's genius. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd be fuming. I'd be absolutely livid. There, there must be something that you, you contact like Deliver or Just Eat though, and you report it and you get your money back. Yeah, but then it's I up mean, to Just Eat or whatever like that to get the money back from the yeah, other people, isn't true. it? So that's, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be livid. Um, what else have we got today? Um, in the town of Beverly up in Yorkshire, they still have their Christmas tree up because of a pigeon. So the pigeons made a nest in the Christmas tree in the town centre. So because of animal rights and that is that brilliant. Art, 
they can't get rid of the Christmas tree because it's made a nest. Because it's illegal to destroy nests wow. of wildlife. So they've still got their Christmas tree up in near the end of June because of a pigeon. The pigeon's loving like He's untouchable. That is brilliant. And finally, teenage girl blew her family's life savings on mobile games, spending around £51,000. So we all know people play games and loads of games on mobile devices have in-app purchases and whatever else. So she wrapped up 51 grand's worth. It's disgusting, isn't it, really? I mean, my, my son... Last year, he um, he was playing Angry Birds on my iPad, <clears throat> and he spent like a fiver. I was livid. Mm. I was absolutely fuming. Yeah, spent fiver. My daughter, she always comes to me. <clears throat> she and she she downloads the games because she's able to download the games because yeah, they've now done it that you can download a game and then once you open the game, yeah, then says unlock this to access all the different levels of yeah, the game and things it. like that. Yeah, she's constantly coming to me going. Daddy, install this one. Daddy, install that one. Yeah. But they don't understand. All of these games have cost him money. Cost him money, yeah. Um, but yeah. my cousin's done exactly the same. Before, like, the the password, and it was a lot more um, brought down to not just being able to click purchase and it purchase it. Yeah, yeah. My cousin's done exactly the same. They didn't understand what they were doing. No. And, um, yeah, my auntie got a, a, a um, bill through the post. Yeah. I don't think it was as... Quite as much as fifty one grand. Fifty one grand. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's dangerous. It, it's ridiculous. The amount of money that it is it is ridiculous. I mean, luckily with a few of them now, you you have like your facial recognition, your passwords, or whatever. But, yeah. But before that, you you could just click on it, and it would. Yeah, just... and the thing is, there's a lot of parents out there as well that aren't that it uh, it savvy. Yeah. So yeah. if if you're not really good using a computer in that. You might set something up yeah. where your kid literally can click the purchase yeah. button, yeah, and off they go. Yeah, I mean, my my only thought thing on that one was fifty one grand. Like, at some point, they must have noticed that it was talking, like going up a lot of money. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I can't imagine they did that in a day. Yeah, um, but whatever game they did it on, they must be doing bloody well because it's that money is rocking them to the top of the or not doing or, or not doing very well that's why they've done 51 grand <laughs> 51 grand yeah it's incredible incredible but, wow yeah so that is the news for today yes okay so should we get stuck into some of these stories go on then. Go on then. But what we i think what we do is we start with a couple of um just short stories that people sent in to me okay um so Firstly, yeah. Um, every morning I run to the bus stop to catch the bus. Once I left, once I left home, came to the side of the road and a big chain of cars passed by me. One of them stopped. I thought a person might be working as a taxi and started to open the doors. The doors were locked. After the third attempt to open the door, the driver helped me by opening it from the inside. I sat down and asked about the fare. The driver said, no fare needed. I'm going that way anyway. Turns out he simply stopped while I rudely attempted to get in the car. Wow. So, so it's just a random person's car. That it just got it up and... wasn't a taxi driver or oh, nothing. No. But then he's been all right about that, hasn't he? 
he's literally said that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I'll take you. You tried to get in my car. <laughs> so fair play. I'll give you a lift. I mean, what a nice guy, eh? He's a very nice guy. That could have gone really, really bad. Absolutely, that could yeah. Have gone really bad. You're you're trying to break in into someone's car, yeah. into somebody's car. And in the meanwhile, you haven't had to take the bus to work. You've no. just got a free lift. Got a free lift. Genius. Absolutely. <laughs> winner. What a winner. Um, once I spent five minutes putting products into a trolley and throwing odd stuff out uh, of it until the moment I raised my head and realised that it wasn't my trolley. It was the uh, trolley of some man who was holding it at that moment. So some man's filling up the trolley and she's emptying his products to put her oh, products in. Dear. I mean, I reckon this has happened on more than one occasion. Do you reckon like, it has? A hundred percent. Yeah. The amount of times like I've gone down an aisle yeah. and I've gone to dr- grab somebody else's trolley and push away and realise that the products not inside yours, are, not, not yours. are not mine. But then wouldn't you then sort of, like you did, like realise it's not yours and then move to find yours rather than taking out what's in there? Well, she's obviously not lifted her head at this point. Right. She's obviously just looked down. Yeah. There must have been some familiar items and, then some and not. gone, I didn't buy that. Somebody else has put that in there no. for me. Only to then realise that that person's actually holding their oh, trolley. no. But what did you say to that person as well? Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> Uh, right, okay. Uh, a little bit more uh, nitty gritty. Um, thanks for this story, reader, uh, listener. Sorry. It's anonymous, yeah. Um, all of these are anonymous, okay, funnily okay. enough. Uh, I went down on a girl and I thought her hair down there was shaved in almost a Hitler moustache. I may or may not have been uh, drunk and jokingly said, Hail Hitler. Turns out she was Jewish. Oh my god! <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I mean, what? Wh- where'd you go? Where do you go from that? Uh, I can't imagine what her reaction was. Wow, that's incredible, isn't it? That is that is incredible. <laughs> I, I need to know more about this story. I need to know what happened next. I need to know whether they saw each other again and what I need. There needs to be more. Wow. I'm I'm pretty sure they didn't see each other again. I, I think that was very short lived after that moment. I mean, how can you come back from that? I mean, there's there's some things that you can say around that point that you can get away with. Things happen that you can sort of get away with. But saying something like that. I don't think there's any any comeback coming back from that at all. <coughs> wow. Um, <laughs> One time I was having sex in a fast food car park and someone called the police on us and the bloke I was fucking got arrested because he had a bunch of warrants out for him and I had to beg for a ride from the police officer since the ride was just escorted to jail. Right, so she was having sex with someone in, in their car, in in the in the man's car. Yeah, right. So she was having sex with the man's car in a takeaway car park. Yes, and then police came, and he got taken away and arrested because he had warrants out for his arrest 
originally. Right. And then she asked she, for the policeman for a ride. Because, because she, she was stranded. Because she was stranded in a takeaway car park. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, first of all, she sounds like a lovely lady. <laughs> and then, like, she must have... That's, she's got to have been really embarrassed to ask the police for a lift home because after that I'm I'll, walking I'm I'm 100% walking oh 100% you're walking yeah 100% I mean the, the bottle she's got to like just to say to the policeman can you give us a lift home like fair play for the fair play for asking <laughs> but I mean he, he could have picked a nicer place than a takeaway car park and probably well a nicer fella as well if he was had warrants out for his arrest. <laughs> he picked them well. Yeah, I can't imagine they come from the best uh, surrounding neighbourhood, to be fair. Well, uh, it depends what kind of takeaway car park it was, isn't it? Because you've got different levels there. You've got like Pizza Hut car park, because it's a bit more sort of middle ground, and McDonald's, which is your lower grounds. <laughs> and Taco Bell right at the bottom. So you, you've got different levels of car parks. So it all depends on what takeaway it was. Um, I once grabbed hand sanitizer instead of lube and generously applied it in Your the dark. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if I if I did that, I'd be passed out on the floor because I have bad reactions to hand sanitizer. Yeah, we know how you get on with hand sanitizer. Yeah, I have bad reactions to that. But, oh, Jesus Christ. That's That's, that's, that's painful. Yeah, yeah, that is not bad. nice. No, eh? no, you might as well just use lemon juice. Oh, That's, that is dumb. painful. Right, so on to um, some more in-depth stories that were sent through. So thank you guys for your short stories. Sorry if I didn't get to read yours out. Um, this one is glad I'm not in your shoes. Okay. I've made a short film that had got uh, that had gotten into a festival. And I had to travel down from my hometown to another city three hours away on the fast train. Super expensive. I was looking good, wearing cool clothes, including a pair of leather shoes I had thrifted. Bad mistake. By the time I got off the train and walked 100 metres towards the theatre, where I was due to give a speech, the top of one of the shoes was starting to flap. I managed to hook uh, my big toe over it to hold it down <laughs> but the sides were now now lifting up too people I was passing were starting to notice as it looked like I had a club foot in the end I had to take the shoe off and throw it away I now had one shoe and a limp this was in an area full of apartments no shops not even a convenience store I hopped along then the other shoe came apart and I had to throw that away. What the fuck should I do? I'm in an unfamiliar city, shoeless, and on top of that, the glue had left big black oily patches on oh. my feet. I walked shoeless to the theatre with very well-dressed people surrounding me. I honestly didn't know what I should do. Not go even though I was expected and it would ruin my reputation, I honestly felt like crying. I made it to the theatre and was ushered to the front before I could explain my situation to my co-director. I had to give a speech shoeless with, the, with oily feet to people I was trying to impress. 
Then I had to walk to find a store shoe, a, a store shoeless. Not the most embarrassing, but definitely stands out as one of the most hopeless situations I've been in. In the end, I had to buy shoes from a from a department store. Not only were they three hundred pound designer shoes, they were too big to look like clown shoes, and they couldn't even sell them because they were full of oil from the uh, from the dirty uh, feet. Worst trip of my life. Wow. I mean, I'd I'd rather go shoeless than have one shoe on missing a shoe i think yeah i mean what once you've taken one off you kind of got to go all in and take them both off then yeah. so I, think, I think you've got to, got to take both <coughs> i mean i'd be interested to know what his speech was about because if it was it, it might may have been a way that he could have like incorporated the oily feet into his speech somehow i don't know it was like a just stop oil meeting or something and they got oily feet they could use it but I mean, if you're going on a stage trying to impress people, you are going to be conscious about what you're wearing and you want to impress and to have no shoes on and just oily feet is going to be playing on your mind the whole time you're talking. It, yeah, it's it's one of them. Surely he could have washed his feet or something before going on the stage. I mean, you can't tell me that Maybe. he needed to go on to the stand with these oily feet yeah there must have been a way out of it somehow must have but, been i mean fair play to him he got he, up on the stage yeah and he owned it so yeah fair play to you and and um i afterwards i wouldn't have then gone and bought 300 pound pair of shoes i've done the worst bit i would have just got back <laughs> get, get going home it's a, yeah that. it's only three hours home yeah just go home yeah, just go home i'd rather that than pay 300 for some shoes that are going to be oily and not fit properly. Right, okay. This one's from one of our female readers, listeners. Listeners. Readers. Listeners. I've got to stop saying that. Yeah. Right. This story is what happens in Vegas. Ooh. The night I turned 21, I was on holiday in Vegas with my mum, older sister, and her husband. Right, first of all. Yes. She's 21. Yeah. She's gone to Vegas. Yes. Yeah. She's gone with her mum. Yes. Yeah. And other family members. Yes. Yeah. Kind of a bad mistake already, really. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. I turned 21 technically a few minutes prior. And because we had just gotten out of a show, we walked inside the nearest bar to the theatre, which happened to be a loud, packed jungle themed bar called Kahunaville. My family walks up to the bartender, points to me and proudly proclaims that it's my 21st birthday, expecting some kind of special treatment. The bartender visibly rolls his eyes and takes our drinks order without saying anything else. We were so turned off, but figured we could at least celebrate my first legal drink and then go somewhere else more welcoming. After a few minutes, everyone has their drinks except for me. The bartender stands up on top of the bar and has a microphone. He gets the attention of the crowded bar. Excuse me, I'd like to let everyone know that it's this young lady's, points at me, 21st birthday. 
the whole bar erupts, super embarrassing, or so I thought, until the bartender takes a seat on the bar top with his two feet resting on top of two bar stools and his legs spread facing me. He turns around and pulls out a huge drink in a large hurricane glass, complete with a long banana sticking out of the top of it. Needless to say, there was no straw. Still sitting on top of the bar with his legs spread, he places this erect drink between his legs. And in front of the packed bar, he invites me to take a drink with no hands. <clears throat> Now, I'm a great sport and the bar is cheering me on, but my mother is two feet away from me. I look at my sister who shrugged and gave me the, we are in Vegas look. So I took a deep breath and went to town on the banana. Oh, wow. With my hands behind my back, all while the bartender gives the best O face to the crowd, but mostly to my mum. We left the bar and how relieved I was hearing my mum say, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to the bartender for attending, uh, pretending to be a dick, only to put on a great show. Wow. I mean, if you're, you're in that predicament and your family's around you there, like, you, 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 in her situation, you can't not do it. You've got a bar full of people everyone's start living it up you, you can't I mean, not do it you've got you, to you've it. got to have the relationship with your parents though do you know what i mean i mean yeah it, if if your mum's really like holy and godly and which one that, went on vegas though was she yeah very true yeah very true yeah so if they're that kind of parent or they're stuck up parents or whatever then they wouldn't have gone to vegas in the first place so i mean fair fair play to her for for doing it fair play oh I, I couldn't be that person in that bar though i like nah i couldn't have that spotlight like that in the middle of the bar in vegas no thanks no thanks oh, right this next i'm gonna have to skip this next story we might come back to it we'll see what time we've got okay um but let me put it this way it's not for the faint-hearted all right, we'll definitely come back to that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll we put it at the end of the show because then okay. if, re, uh, if listeners want to stop listening, then yeah. that's the point too. Okay. All right. All right. No right. This one is uh, called Bollocks on a Bike. Sounds painful. <laughs> it was a hot summer day and I rode down to the shop on my motorbike to get some beers. Uh, some friends were coming over. It was very hot and all I was wearing was a pair of blue jeans and a t-shirt because when I heard my mates were coming over, I got dressed quickly. I strapped the beers to the back seat of my motorbike, thus raising the seat level by about eight inches, swung my leg over and sat. As I swung my leg over, my jeans ripped along the crutch completely from front to back. Oh, no. I finished sitting looked down and saw that I was now wearing two separate jean legs <laughs> connected only by my belts. 
My dick was lying along the fuel tank of my bike, oh. like an iguana enjoying the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up. At, I, I love that analogy as well. Yeah, that's it, very good. It's very yeah, good. Yeah, very, very good. Um, I looked up in horror. This was a moderately busy street, completely faced with shops, and yet somehow no one had noticed what had happened. Yet. I covered myself with one hand and considered what to do next. You see, this was about 30 years ago and my bike was a kickstart, but it requires two hands to kickstart. <laughs> so what could I do? I waited for a couple of people to pass, then I quickly kickstarted the bike. Luckily, it started first time and rode off slowly and carefully. One hand on my crutch. At the first corner, I turned left to go home by the shortest route. This is also the corner in front of the train station. Now, as you bike riders might realize, it's okay to steer one-handed on a straight, but on a corner, you have to use two hands. Mm -hmm. So I freed Willie and turned the corner. Oh dear. And encountered <clears throat> a group of about 60 brownies. No. And three adult women guiding them down the train station <laughs> for what looked like an excursion. Oh, no. At this point, it was too late to abort, so I just rode past them as quickly as I and carefully as I could with the wind in my hairs. Oh, fucking Home was only 1K away. <clears throat> I got there as quick as I could. Luckily, no one else was around and the neighbours were out. The next day, I checked the local newspaper for any reports of a mad motorcyclist <laughs> flash, flashing 60 children, but there was nothing. Oh, dear. That is um, really unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just pleased it wasn't a really, really hot day either, because if he's, if he's laying it out on top of the fuel tank, that could get quite hot. Yeah. Like, that would be painful. <laughs> There's a few, few burns there. My oh, question is, though, at what point didn't he think, how about I just take off my T-shirt and wrap it around me? Um, was he wearing a T-shirt? Yeah. Yeah, he was wearing a T-shirt. At the beginning of the, the story, he said, um, I was wearing a pair mm -hmm. of blue jeans and a T-shirt. Yeah. So... So he could have taken the T-shirt off and wrapped it around him. Yeah, go back to that moment. <laughs> yeah. All, all could have been saved by saved... going topless rather than bottomless. I would rather go topless and bottomless. Yeah, A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Also, if if he had had an unfortunate accident and come off the bike, yeah, then he would have been... Oh, Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> he would have been rather exposed. <laughs> oh, yeah. And grazes in places you just don't want grazes, really. No, no. <laughs> not going like arm first on the floor. You go cock first onto the floor. <sighs> yeah, you don't want, to, don't want friction burn down there. Right, last one until we get onto the... Uh... Not for the faint-hearted. Okay, we'll okay. leave the faint-hearted one to after fish finger sandwich. Yeah. So that if people want to cut it there, they can. Okay. Anyone want to listen to the nasty, nasty stuff, then they can carry on. Right. Okay. 
One of the first times me and my boyfriend were having sex, he asked me to go on all fours, so I did. He had one of those divan beds, yeah, but didn't have a headboard. I didn't realise the bed was on wheels. He must have rumped me a little too hard because I slipped, fell down the back of the bed and ended (laughs) up with a huge golf ball-sized bruise in the centre of my forehead. Oh, wow. When we went, when we later went downstairs, <clears throat> as his mum had returned home, and she asked what had happened, just as I was about to say, I walked into a door, silly me, mm. my boyfriend, who is often keen to make me feel un- extremely awkward because he knows how quickly I go red, looked his mother straight in the eye and said, She hit her head when I was doing her from behind. Oh, no. <laughs> Seven years later, we're still together, and I now have a full fringe. But the first time I went to see his mum, after having my fringe cut in, she said, oh, no, he's not done it again, has he? You've not got a fringe to cover another sex-related injury. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That is... Oh, you know... Her, her her relationship with the in-laws is fantastic. It's a fucking brilliant relationship. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant relationship. But that first time when, when he said that in front of us, her, everything inside of her must have dropped. Oh, like, mate. That's, that must have been so embarrassing for her. I would love to have been a fly on the wall. Oh, that would have that, been, that that would have been, been hilarious. Incredible. Yeah, that would, been, incredible. that would have been absolutely hilarious. Oh, that's brilliant. But yeah, that what relationship she must have with her in-laws because... That that's fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> oh right, okay. <laughs> Shall we do our fish finger sandwiches of the week? Yes. So my one this week, um, I think it's happened while you were away on stag do. Um, so my fish finger sandwich of the week this week goes to Conor McGregor for okay knocking out one of the mascots at the basketball game. <gasps> I saw this on Instagram. <clears throat> Yeah. He actually ended up in hospital, didn't he? He did. So it was all a publicity stunt, but it went wrong, <laughs> obviously. Uh, so it was the Miami Heat against the Denver Nuggets um, in the NBA final. Um, and UFC president Dana White said the practice of mascot taking punches from fighters doesn't seem the brightest thing in the world. And I think, yes, you're correct with that. Well, well done. Um, the Miami Heat mascot was reportedly taken to hospital after being punched by Connor in the NBA game. And if you watch the video, <clears throat> he punches him once, and then the mascot is on the floor, spread out, and then people come over and like fan him, pretending like this. And then Connor goes in for another one while he's on the floor. Wow! And the guy's Sparko on the floor, and everyone's around him, like pretending to fan him because he's been apparently punched and actually yeah he has been punched he's knocked out because he basically gets like pulled off by his feet doesn't he yeah he does he gets like dragged off yeah Yeah. but it was all supposed to be like a publicity thing not actually real but connor actually did knock him out wow yeah so my sandwich is going to connor mcgregor for that punch well talking about that happening while I was on my stag do, mm. my fish finger sandwich actually goes to somebody that was not on my stag do, okay. but unfortunately in the wrong place at the wrong time okay. on my stag do. Yeah. 
So, Iron Appa, let yeah. me just say firstly, what a place. I've been Marbella, Ibiza, Magaluf, Vegas. Yeah. For a party strip, yeah. there's no place better. Oh, it's it, unbeatable. It's amazing. It's a weird place as well because wherever you go, even if you go to like Ibiza, Magaluf, mm. everything usually starts at a normalish time, like 10 o'clock, um, yeah. and go on till like round three. Some places that stay open till six or whatever. Yeah. Most of our events when we were out there mm. started at like two o'clock in the morning. Wow. So you were destined to stay up you until had, six, seven o'clock. Yeah, you had no choice. You had no choice. You're yeah. basically working nights for the week. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I said to you yesterday, I've come back and I feel yeah. like I've got a bit of jet lag. It's yeah. only a four-hour flight and two hours difference, but <clears> where you're in that completely different time difference of waking up at two o'clock in the afternoon yeah. and starting to drink again. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, to anybody looking to go on a lad's holiday or a uh, women's holiday, Iron Appa is the place to go. It was brilliant. Um, so, yeah, we, we go out one night yeah, and we're, we've gone to the karaoke bar and we're heading up to the main busy strip. And when I mean the main busy strip, there must be tens of thousands of people there. Yeah, And there's this one youngest uh, young younger guy standing on the side of the road on the phone must be waiting for his pals or something yeah one of my friends mike thought it'd be a very smart idea um and it didn't take much persuading from the rest of us um to 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 stride this young man oh poor lad so um mike goes behind him mm -hmm. Goes to pull down his shorts, but doesn't want to embarrass him too much that he pulls down his pants as well. Okay. So pulls him down. Yeah. The bloke was wearing no pants. Oh, no. So in front of thousands of people. Oh, no. On a busy Iron Apple strip, there's this guy on the phone in one hand and his shorts around his ankles. Ooh. He's pulled up his shorts and with yeah. a clenched fist has turned around as if he wants to iron Mike out, yeah. only to be greeted by 15 of uh, fifteen of his mates. So he, he wasn't going to do anything. He walked across the road very sheepishly, <laughs> but he has got to get my fish finger sandwich of the week for for being such a good sport. I mean, he didn't have much choice. I did, he didn't really know. But really. it was a great night and yeah. He, that, he made a memory. He made a very good memory, yeah. Well done, sir. So, yeah, my fish finger sandwich goes to the uh, strange young man on the phone in Iron Appa. <laughs> the gentleman in Iron Appa that had his cock in one hand and phone in the other. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if listeners don't want to listen to the next one that Josh has got, which is a bit, what is it, gruesome, just detail? Um, let's just call it shitgate. Shitgate. Okay, if yeah. no one wants to hear about Shitgate, then thank you very much for tuning in today and we'll catch you again soon. Everyone who does want to listen to Shitgate, here we are. Okay. Uh, let me just start by saying I can't believe this person sent this in. 
because there's some things like that are embarrassing and you want to share with people because you can laugh about it afterwards. Yeah. But this experience, I wouldn't want to share with anybody. Okay. I, I, the less people know, right, the better. Right. But okay. now we're going to share it with the, with the listeners. We are going to share it with the listeners because this yeah. person was silly enough to send it in as well. N- not named. Non named. Non names. Okay. Of course. Okay. Um, I mean, let's see how well it goes down. They might want to come forward with their name afterwards, but we'll, maybe we'll see. I'd be very surprised. Right. This is a woman's story as well, by the way. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. I've been dating my boyfriend for less than a year. We are still extremely in the loved up honeymoon stage where we fancy the pants off each other and try our best to pretend that bodily functions do not exist around the other person. Mm. You can already tell where this is going. Mm. The other night, he was due to come over, but I felt a bit poorly. No big deal. I probably ate something my body didn't like. I threw up a couple of times before he got to mine and felt better for it. I texted him saying I have been a bit ill, so it was up to him uh, if he still wanted to come over. Of course he does. He misses me and he wants to look after me. Mm. Cute, right? Well, what happened that night was not cute. (laughs) He turns up right as I am in the bathroom puking. The most horrible noises are coming out of me and he can hear everything. He instantly regrets coming over. Oh, this is nothing yet. Um, Okay. (laughs) When I'm finished... He makes me a hot water bottle and gets me some water, strokes my hair and does all the usual cutesy stuff, but my body was just getting started. I ran out of bed to the bathroom and throw up again into the toilet in a frankly quite impressive projectile stream of chunder. It goes everywhere with only half of it actually reaching the toilet. However, the motion of throwing up causes me to violently shit myself. Oh, no. Warm liquid shit is pouring down my leg. Oh. But I have no choice but to let it happen and carry on vomiting. Shit is seeping out of my tracky bottoms and pulling onto the thankfully tiled bathroom floor. Oh. Once I've finished vomiting... I look around and assess the damage and realise there's no way I can resolve this on my own. Mm. I meekly call out to my poor, poor boyfriend and ask him to bring me a towel and a carrier bag. I open the door the smallest amount to get the items from him so he he can't see the mess I've made, but he can correctly assumes I want the towel because I am going to shower so he sweetly insists on helping me to the shower, opening the door wide to let himself in. Oh. Did I mention I'm on my period too at this point? No, for fucking hell. Picture the scene. A bathroom that smells like the swamps of hell. Purple vomit is everywhere. Me stood completely naked, pale as a ghost, flecks of said purple vomit in my hair and with liquid yellow shit running down my leg (laughs) in front of the toilet is a pool of liquid in varying shades of brown 
that is unmistakably human shit. In a corner is a pile of shit-stained clothes with a pair of soiled underwear and a sanitary towel that is covered in both period blood oh. and a poo on top. My boyfriend sees it all. He is oh. a champ. At my insistence, he gives me a couple of minutes alone to clean up before helping me into the shower and washing me and my hair. What a babe. I would love to say that this story ends here. Oh, fucking hell. How can it get any worse? But listeners, it gets so much worse. Oh, fucking hell. My illness progresses. I rush off to the bathroom every 10 minutes to shit and puke at the same time. I've got my routine down and have a sick bowl ready next to the toilet so I can poop and chunder without creating a mess. Well done. That is until I get complacent. I think the worst of it is over. Back in bed, I allow myself a sip of water. Up until this point, I have usually had enough awareness of knowing I am going to be sick to give me the time to run to the bathroom, throw my pants down, sit on the toilet and grab the sick bowl. Not this time. This fateful sip of water pushes me over the edge. I have a sick bowl next to my bed and I lean over just in time to throw up spectacularly into it. However, we have already established that the act of throwing up also makes me shit. No. This is a problem. Listeners, I shit the bed. Oh, for fuck's sake. I, a 25-year-old female, in front of my lovely boyfriend, who I fancy the pants off, shits myself in my own bed. I shat myself in bed. The boyfriend, the bed my boyfriend is lying in. I burst into tears. I tell my boyfriend to face the wall while I go to the bathroom to sort myself out. Why? He's already sinned everything. And to not dare even look at the bed while I'm gone. I get sidetracked while I'm in there by A, wondering how my life has reached such a new low, and B, shitting and puking some more while I'm in the bathroom. My angel of a boyfriend not only strips the bed and puts new sheets on, but he also goes and takes the carrier bag of my shit-soaked clothes and sheets out to the bins for me. He then later goes out to the supermarket at 1am because I am crying over how thirsty I am, but how I can't drink water because it will make me throw up and comes back with ice cubes and ice lollies to try quench my thirst. I'm going to marry the shit out of him one day. This this man sounds like a hero, to be fair. Not hero, not all heroes wear capes. No, that's very true. It, I, I mean, it, fucking hell. I mean, we all, we all know everyone's been there with, with the shits. Everyone's been there with the vomiting. But when you mix all three together like that, if you're him, what are you doing? Are you going or are you staying to help? I don't know. I mean, we've both... When you've been with somebody for quite a while... Yeah, I mean, we've both got children. We've seen some disgusting things in our time. (laughs) But But you're in that honeymoon stage. In that that first year, that kind of traumatic event in your first year, 
I can't imagine they had sex for a while. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Definitely not anal. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you? I did. I had to. Yeah, I had to. Oh, oh fucking hell. I mean, I feel sorry for her because we've all been in that position where we've been ill at inconvenient times as well. Yeah. But, and then feel sorry for him because, I mean, fucking amount of brownie points he's got from that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. For years, he, she's, he's going to say, I'm just going out with the lads to, to the pub and she's going to go, um, see, are you? He's going, do you remember shit, gate? <laughs> and then she'll go, oh, all right, see you later. <laughs> Have you got enough money? I'll give you some more. Uh, he's going to hold that in his back pocket for a long time. So fair play to him for that. Oh, what a story. But yeah, thank you everybody who sent your stories in. Um, I hope all the listeners enjoyed it as much as what we have um, reading them out. Uh, yeah. There's, there's so many embarrassing stories out there. There are, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we've probably got a few that we could discuss ourselves, but I think we'll save them for a later date. Yeah. When we're a bit more brave. Yeah, I think so. Um, It's easy to do it when you're anonymous. When nobody knows who you are, it's very easy to tell your story. It's very easy. Yeah, Um, it's very easy. But as soon as you put a name to it... It becomes a lot more of a personal thing then, doesn't it, as soon as it's named. Yeah. And then you start thinking... Oh, I know a person called that. I wonder if it was them. <laughs> and yeah, it, yeah, you shouldn't put your name to it if it's something like the shit gate. You wouldn't put your name to that. No, absolutely not. Christ, not a chance. But yeah, thank you again, listeners. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this episode and we hope you tune in next week where Anthony will be taken to the mic again. Do we'll we know be. what we're discussing yet or is that to be... I'm undecided. There's a few. I'm not undecided because I'm unorganised. Um, I'm <laughs> undecided because I've actually got a couple of different options that I'm thinking about. So, okay, um, we'll wait and see. Yeah, but should be a good one either way. Brilliant. Well, until then, guys, please make sure you subscribe to this podcast and follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at the Lads Pad Official and on Twitter, the Lads Pad OFCL. That's me signing out. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, you can also drop us an email at the, the ladspadofficial at gmail.com. Um, keep an eye on our Twitter page in the next few days because obviously the Ashes starts today. Today is the 16th of June. Um, about 10, 30, 11 o'clock it will be starting. Um, so I'll be chucking some stuff out on Twitter. Uh, so if you want to join in the discussion, please do come along and get involved. But for now, we'll see you soon. <laughs>